Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud podcast. It's not Sunday night, it's Monday morning. I got held up yesterday in Crow Park and just got a wee bit delayed and apologies. But um, hopefully i make up for the podcast now with the beginning of what's going to be a really good week for Loud Horland. It's the uh, build-up to the Laurie Maher final. Loud play for Manor this Saturday in Crow Park again. They, they wanted the, the GA wanted the game two weeks ago in some neutral venue. Loud held out after that Cavan. They won the game in Breffney Park in Cavan. I report now you can have a look look back at the, the road to Breffney where you're in Cavan now, so you are a podcast. Loud held firm, wanted the game at Crow Park. Fermanagh agreed to play in Crow Park and we have Crow Park, so it'll be brilliant. And just a couple of words um, from, I suppose, from the... The trip I, I took yesterday at uh, the Nicky Rackard final and the Christie Ring finals. It's eerie. It's somber. Um, especially with the uh, the 14 flickering flames in the corner. Remembering Bloody Sunday. It was a privilege to be there on the weekend it was. Um, I, I presume they're going to keep that memorial there for the next next couple of weeks to finish out the, the championship. And rightfully so. Maybe they, they should have something there for... for uh, for permanent, for the for a permanent basis, um, but the finals itself are weird. You're uh, you can hear everything. You can hear the players. You can pick up everything. Even if you were watching the Dublin Mead game, you can hear a couple of the calls. You can hear Cluxon very much vocal, and you can hear him telling players where to go. Thought that was very interesting. You can hear the linesman. You couldn't hear what Cormac Costello said to the linesman um, to get sent off, but uh, you could hear a lot of things. It's very interesting. It's similar yesterday. You hear even Down had a goal and or Kildare had a go- no, it was Tony Gallo had a goal and it was the the bench's reaction was delayed. You know, you can see you can see it from this from the from the crow's nest where you can see the things are, are reacting, you can see how far away you've a really good viewing point and you can see how far away the, the management is and the delay in the reaction. It'll be the same again for Loud for Mana in the Laurie Mar final. Um two strong teams uh, they, better, they played each other already. Fermanagh smash and grab win in the last day in Darver, a couple of weeks, four weeks ago, I think it was, or maybe more, five weeks now at this stage. But uh, it, it should make for a really good final. Uh, even in terms of, we loud. Hopefully, should be should lay a wreath next next week. I've seen a lot of teams. In Dublin did it. I've seen a lot of teams. Kildare and Down did it yesterday. Brought the wreath up uh, and did it. Even when you're trying to talk to the players after it, you have to go right round. It's pure COVID protocols. You have to walk the whole way down the steps or the whole way round to the Cusick side from the press box, high in the Hogan stand. In the Hogan stand. And uh, yeah, you have to lay your phone down and step well away and just get a record. It's just interesting the way it's going, and maybe that's why I was a little bit delayed getting home last night. A lot of waiting around and what have you, but look at it's for the benefit of, of uh, the GA and keeping it going. And they're doing, they're actually, I know I'm being a bit, um, bit harsh on them, but they're running the thing very, very well up there in terms of like there's zero, there's zero risk, there's no mixing with players, there's no, uh, there's no messing really. Even you have to fill out a questionnaire right before you go up. So it's all been done. It's all in, in, in good jest. And uh, look, at we were, we're at the business end of the, of the championship across all the all the codes. Two semi-finals next this weekend in the Horland with the Laurie Maher final, like I said. And then you had the two football finals. I just think it's absolutely mad. Sticking on the bloody Sunday team that you have the four, four semi-finalists in 1920. 
wind up wind up provinces a hundred years later. So I just find it found it baffling. And the more the day went on yesterday, you, after Tipperary winning the first one, you kind of just felt Cavan were going to win the game. Um, and f- credit to them, but that's mad. Like Tipperary winning Munster, and um, that's a Tipperary team we should have bet in draw this year. That'll be probably uh, the subject of Friday's mail. If you're not a Patreoner, um, do sign up. And uh, you get a mail on a Friday and you get a couple of extra podcasts during, during the week. Um, loud and proud or patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Right, we'll get going, we'll get cracking um, into the loud hurlers. And this week it's about getting to know the loud hurlers. So the loud starting team more than likely did the, the, the manager Paul McCormick, an All Ireland winner himself from Keely, plays hurling football with Keely. Um, was part of the All Ireland panel in 2002 at Armagh. He's come in, and this is his second season, and he's working wonders with them. Now he said it himself after the um, after the Cavan game that uh, like there's loads to work on, but he he definitely tweaked his team in in in, in good fashion from that uh, Fermanagh game, um, and a couple of the, they made five changes from that game, and it looks like those changes will start. Um, like they really work well they did a great balance of the team against Cavan they are the one kind of worry you'd have with Loud coming into the weekend is they don't finish the game that well they don't close it out well but they did close it out obviously Fermanagh stung them with a goal in the point in the last few minutes they were stung in the league a couple of times as well against Armand Donegal but they did learn and did pick up that victory towards the end against uh, Cavan they just held out um, Darren Gagan with a wonderful score just to seal him over the line but right we get into it goalkeeper Donald Connolly he's been the netminder for a long long time now at this stage from Nave Manina you know him from his beard and you see him on sports file there he's, he's a he's a distinctive looking fella but he's a really good goalkeeper he made a couple of saves in that Fermanagh game he was very brave against Cavan he's a wonderful puck out strategy as well he can go long he can go short he can mix he can find uh, Jamie McDonald at number 6 as well and uh, yeah, so with with um, goalkeeping evolving even in Horland as well as football, Connolly is really really solid there. Right full back Matthew Fee from Nave Manena, also known as uh, Derlin's footballer. There's a lot of footballers in this squad as well, uh, but Matthew Fee he's uh, he's playing really well, really pacey. Um, and just a tight cornerback and brave as well under that high ball. Ronan Bourne. Well, well-known figure in this team. Probably the most well-known player of um, from his, I suppose, dual aspects. He's Knockbridge hurler, but he's won Joe Ward winner with the Sean O'Mahony's Leinster intermediate winner with the Mahonies. Um Big kind of story behind Ronan this year is um, his leadership, but he missed the final. He missed the Laurie Maher final in 2016. Um, he, was, he got a red card in the semi-final. Uh, we chatted to uh, Dar- uh, Paul McCormack after the final, after the semi-final against, well, the effective semi-final against Cavan, and he w- he said he had a chat with Ronan. He wanted Ronan back in to give one more dig out, and thankfully Ronan's come back. He w- he's been very very good. Now he's not a big monster of a full back um, like your traditional hurler, but he's really really solid, really tight, and uh, showed real leadership in terms of he takes out the. The, the best of opposition forward he um, got a point in that in that finally in that game against the first game against Fermanagh um, and a lot of the team looked to him because it's a, it's an inexperienced team at the back and uh, yeah Ronan Bourne's really really uh, been a leader in that full back line 
Left fullback will probably be Conor Matthews <coughs> from St. Feckins. Really solid season. And he, he played in that game against Ligo a couple of years ago as well. He's one of those players um, that, that feature in that 2016 team. Um, right half back, it'll be it'll more than likely be Liam Malloy. He's, uh, he missed the first game of suspension, but he was a wonderful addition against Cavan under the high ball. Just your, your trademark strong half-back in Horland. Takes all those dropping long puck outs, drives the ball back back down the field. Can come and mix it with, with the attack as well. But really solid, really dynamic and strong and powerful there. Really good addition and he's the team captain as well this season. He's had a great year, Knockbridge player and a bride winner. So he's, he's done the double and uh, just cups seem to be following around this year. Centre half back, playing number six. Wexford man originally, but uh, St. Feckins man now. He's teacher in Ballamacanny College there in Drogheda. And a really good addition to the Feckins club, Horan and football. He's been really solid. He sit, he got a goal against the Fermanagh in that opening day. But he's really solid in that he's a deep line centre-half. He claimed some really high pressure balls against Cavan come the end of that game. So he shows that leadership. It's probably Loud's best line, the half-back half line. Um, we maybe the inside forward line as well, but that half back line is really strong and it's a platform for really good play. And then who makes up that the rest of the half back line? It's Pierce Oaks finest Andrew McCrave. He played in the last twenty sixteen final as well. Really solid player, really tenacious, really hungry along that left flank, and really good hurler as well. Can mix it ground hurling or just nice neat little uh, short intricate play through the lines. Andrew McCrave is your man <coughs> in the middle of the field. It's um, Niall Keenan. I, he's a Treman man originally from Roscommon. He still holds with them. Uh, really good hurler. Plays centre forward for them. Um, Niall Carroy will be well-known footballer and hurler from Roscommon um, in that club. They pushed, I think they, they pushed themselves. The, is it four masters or four roads? The, I can't think of the, who, the winners, but they pushed them anyway. Niall um, Keenan was very much a part of that. He's really dynamic. He's... Uh, Really mobile, gets around the field really, really well. Um, and he's, he's pushed down O'Hanlon and O'Hanlon out of the side. O'Hanlon's a really good player, but he suffered a knock early on in that, that Fermanagh game and is struggling to get back into the side. Um, the other midfielder that will start alongside Keenan um, will more than likely be uh, Naveman in a man. And I think he's a yeah, Gerald Lyons footballer as well. That's Phelan Joyce. And he's really reveling out in that, in that uh, advanced, that deep line position. Serious pace, covers the ground so well, uh, transitions the ball very well, can, has an eye for a score as well, scraps around that half forward line and picks the ball and, and, and gets a couple of scores a game as well. He, has, he is that score density. He'd probably wear 13 on his back. But a really good player, really dynamic. And, and what you want in a midfield partnership is that mo- mobility around the middle of the field. You see it in, in every county. Like across, I'm no hurling expert, but you can see that mobile men around the middle that cover a lot of ground and, and have pace and, and, and have lovely stick work and, and fire scores over from long range. So those two combined have, and have combined into a really good partnership. Ryan Walsh did start in the middle of the field, but he, he played in the 40 against... Um, against Cavan and he from the Feckins footballer as well and played really really well really dynamic he's really good hands probably the best fielder of the ball and um, reaches high grabs a lot of grabs a slitter a couple of times from the kickouts he's a target for Connolly if he goes deep and once he gets the ball he, he, he's very direct drive driving runs 
and he's a great asset and he just makes that forward line take he overlaps builds a lot of play builds a lot of momentum and then either side of him he has uh, Shawnee Crosby in his debut season made his first played his first game against Fermanagh uh, two games ago well known St Kevin's footballer um, and I suppose he'd be he kind of would hurl with Matuk as well but um, a really good player like just shows all that uh, dynamism he has as a footballer just, but he's really skillful. Uh, Wexford originally, um, but he he has that uh, little lovely little touches like nearly like a street hauler where he's just flicks and like short little play, which you wouldn't expect. You think, oh, he's only come in. He he's going to be just a bit uh, rough around the edges, but he's not. He's anything but. His his lovely dainty touches and uh, really impressive. Gets through a lot of work as well, and he's a puck out target as well. Forms a really powerful half forward line, and then the other the other side of that half forward line is David Kettle, Knockbridge man, long long servant. He played as well in the last day, so just he played the last day as well in 2016. So there's four that will possibly start that played that day, and then you have four others as well. So uh, Kettle makes that. There's one more to come, but yeah, he's so strong, so dynamic, and just gives a gives a defender no chance. Like we've seen that in the football when he played as a defender himself. Mark and Tyg McEnany in the final for the Brides. He's just tenacious. Like, what do you expect from Brides, uh, Knockbridge, hurler or Brides footballer? He never gives up, never relents, never chases down the ball. To his fault, sometimes he picks up a lot of yellow cards and unwanted red cards. We've seen that the last day, but he has, he really shows, wears his heart on his sleeve and he drives into tackles and uh, he, he makes that half forward line tick. And they've a, they, they, they have a lot of balance as well. That's what I mean. Like they, they can't score, but they can work bloody hard. They can take puck outs as well. So that's what you want from your half forward line. Then the inside line, you have a corner forward. Like it's kind of a two man full forward line with Darren Gagan, top scorer, playing off. And Darren Gagan, Kilkerly football of a well known Nibman in a hurler. He's their top scorer. He came off the bench the first day with four, with four points in the 18 minutes. And he got seven the last day. So he's 11 points. He's their top scorer. He is a wonderful player. I think he's in college in Waterford IT um, and he's playing that, that high standard of Horland down there in college level, in university level. But he, he's brilliant. He's unreal. I know I, I take Instagram videos of him and of him taking, taking uh, place, but striking place balls. But he, he he's as good as anyone out there. He's nearly just good enough just to be on the field taking, taking the, the free kicks. Because from anywhere, not not just short range, long range. He's really, really good at long range, and he really helped decide the last day in that. You know that he's going to keep the scoreboard ticking over. There's no, there's not not that much pressure on getting scores from open play because Darren is going to pull you out of the bag with wonderful scores. Um, and he he he. We looked at that on Sunday, and no excuses in Dar and uh, not in Darver in Crow Park. Surface is class. You're going to get your eye lined. There's no one putting you off. Um, yeah, so look forward to seeing Darren Gagan. Two man full forward in inside. Two big, big men. Andrew Mackett from Menina. He he played the last. He's the fourth player that would possibly start that way, uh, the, the 2016 final. Maybe Sean Keneally might come in as well. He he he, he started the first day. But Mackett is uh, really strong, really tall. He got a goal in that final, so he he, he likes playing at Crow Park. He's, he, he For a big man, he's very direct and nimble on his feet and go at the, go at the full back. Um, he really enjoy and he'll revel playing in um, in Crow Park as well. It'll suit him right down to the ground. Um, he got a goal the last day as well. So, 
he's he's coming at the form at the right time. Beside him is a dual player. Probably the only is he the only dual footballer player in Ireland. No, Davis Lattery played for Kildare. Um, don't think there's any more with Clare um, or Cork. Yeah, so he's probably the only dual footballer and horror at the moment. But a really, really good player. Really, really similar to football has loads of potential, loads of ability. Does the extraordinary things, and he mixes it by doing the unextraordinary things as well. But my God, the t- um, Paul McCormick has found a real lethal combination in playing Paul matches inside, because he can take on his man. He has all the skills. He can claim high ball. He he's just he's a really good option to have inside. You can he can relieve pressure by playing high ball into him, but he can get the ball. He can go along the end line and cause problems and win free kicks, free uh, frees. But yeah, really, really, really good player. Really enjoyable player to watch. This is a good team. This is a good team with balance. And I know that Aaron and Laurie Maher, they got relegated last year. I know they got relegated in the league. But this is a really good team. And like Paul McCormick said, sometimes the results don't refer, don't reflect the progress. And I completely agree. I've watched this loud team the past couple of years. So we get through the, the rest of the panel. And uh, <clears throat> a couple of subs the last day. Gavin Kerrigan, he came off the bench to get a point. Really solid player. Um, I don't think he's got in the, the Knockbridge team this season. They won the final, but uh, been a good servant for the club over the years. Struggled a lot, and but worked very hard to get back into the team. And it's great to have him as an option. Another Knockbridge man having a great season is James Costello, the Brides football captain. He's shown his fitness and his drive by coming into the side, and uh, he, he's an option to come into the half forward line. Peter Fortune as well. Joined with Dunlear footballers um, from Carlos and Mullins. Played at a high level as well. He's with the Feckins. He's a good horror. He's a good option to have off the bench. They have depth. They have options. They, they change changed the way they want to play the game as well. Another man, a real option, could possibly start. Connor Dean, Knockbridge man, Bride's man as well. He uh, he played in the half-back line the first day, but his, his teammate Liam Malai has forced him out of the team. So it's uh, there's really good competition there. Even in goals, Jared Smith, really good sharp shooter down the years. He's reverted into goals now at the moment. The Pierce Oakman, really good servant for Loud. Wouldn't it be great for him to get another Laurie Maher Cup as well? Um, Lee Crosby, Shawnee's brother, he's in the panel. Really solid hurler as well by all concerns. We might need a couple of years to get into it, but... Uh, Look, I wouldn't put a past him to make an appearance the weekend either. Podrick Fallon, the Gales footballer, name in a hurler. Really powerful lad. Loads of potential. Can drive at people. He came on again for man in the first game. He is on the cusp of great things. He can, once he gets going, he, he, he'll, he'll just take off. Um, has that spark and he could be an impact sub. Um, Donal Ryan as well. He's back in the panel. The Feckins man. Um, really strong player, really good leader for the Feckins, for Tamar Feckin. Um, who else? Sean Keneally as well. He's a really good player. Jack Murray as well. T- uh, two Feckins men. So that's it. That's the panel. That is the your loud hurlers. Those are the men that are going to play in Crow Park this Saturday in the Laurie Mara Cup. They have a great chance of winning. There'll be more for the rest of the week. Um, here's... Yeah, there's more There's more coming for the rest of the week in build-up to the hurling. Sign up on Patreon and get all the podcast area but about 60 other podcasts and an email list to catch up on as well if you sign up um this week or whatever whenever you sign up 
<clears throat> but please do sign up and support. But yeah, I'll have loads more on it. We'll be going into more depth. We'll be having a chat with other people as well. We'll have a look at Fermanagh and we'll have looked at Crow Park. And uh, yeah, so loads of things happening. Apologies again for the delay, but hopefully a couple of hours won't hinder you too much. Here's before I leave, we'll have a look back what uh, what happened last week. Here's what I said about Mickey Hart maybe coming to Loud and then the managerial merry-go-round got a spin as well. Holy moly! Managerial merry-go-round of mayhem. Like, we don't have that connection, so it's, it would suit Holy Mickey to build that kind of mindset and culture and get us winning, and get us, not even winning, just get us competitive again. Get us interested in GEA fully and properly again. Because that's what Mickey would bring. He would bring that attractiveness. He, that he is an ultimate big name. Chat to you soon. Um, thanks very much for listening. Sign up on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud and check me out on social media channels loud and proud. Good luck and thank you and I'll chat to you during the week. And if not, chat to you Saturday night after loud. Hopefully win the Laurie Mark Cup. Yeah, I'm